0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Dynasty I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, once again back in business, joined as always by my
1: faithful co-host,
0: Nate, the professor Christian. Nate, welcome back.
1: I'm happy to be back, Mike. Always happy to be here. Happy to be hosted by you. Are you hype? I'm hype. All right. Nate,
0: tonight, here's why I'm excited. We're talking about your favorite thing, really? running backs. Wow. But. We get to talk about running backs that we're avoiding. Something that needs. Okay. Okay. Admittedly, I used to be a big proponent of you know having lots of good running backs, and I think I just seen these injuries pile up. Um, just leaning more and more zero RB. That being said, you got to fill out these starting lineups. You need to have some running backs in there. So, not only are we going to tell you who we're avoiding and why, but we'll tell you who we'll target instead and why there we go let's start with you kick it off i mean off the rip you're
1: it just seems i had to why you know i had to be honest here you you already know who i'm avoiding at the running back position all of them i I mean just about just about but there's one specific player currently ranked as the rb6 i believe on keep trade cut and he was running back seven to end the season. He was. He was very productive. Kyron Williams, okay. running back for the Rams. And Mike, Kyron Williams was very productive this year. Very impressive. I love it. I hope, you know, if he was in your fantasy team, congratulations. He helped you out a big a ton. But last podcast, we were just talking about how Damian Harris, not Damian Harris, Damian, Damian Pierce, has been a disappointment. In in his second year now, Kyron Williams, he's already in his second year. He's got another year. I'm not comparing Kyron Williams exactly to Damian Pierce, but you're just making a parallel statement. That's all. I get. here it, is a day three running back. That's what yeah. this comes down to. And and Mike, let me just make the comparison here. Day three running backs to rush for 1,100 yards and catch 25 passes since 2013. Okay, which is what our boy Kyron Williams did here. Jordan Howard, Jay Ajayi, Justin Forsett, Chris Carson, and Aaron Jones. All right. That is a solid list. But Mike, I do not consider any of those players at really any point of their careers, a top five running back in Dynasty. And if you did value them at that level, I think you would have been disappointed by all of them, except for Aaron Jones. And now Chris Carson had some injuries and that kind of, um, unfortunately ended his career a little bit sooner than we same would like. with, with Jay as well. Most the same of as well. Uh, but these are all really good running backs, but these are not top five dynasty running backs. These are not running backs who are all pro and you know, Hall of Fame kind of guys. Like We're not always going to have all these Hall of Fame guys, but CMC, I mean, that, that's a Hall of Fame guy. We have these top tier guys. Kyler Williams does not fit into that top tier, and that's why I'm avoiding him because his value is just too high. You know, I always say I don't hate players. I hate values. Kyron Williams' value to me is way too high. He is a a sell. If I had him, he is in the void otherwise. And it comes down to I need to find some better value if I'm going to be spending that much to go acquire a running back. I want someone I just feel more confident about, safer back moving forward. And until the history proves otherwise, I can't commit long-term to a day three running back. A team has not committed draft capital to a player that is in the first three rounds. I cannot commit my long-term value to Kyron Williams. Now, if, if you're picking him up at RB 10, RB 12 value, I'm, I'm fine with that. He's very productive. But I think at this point, I'd much rather move away um, from him, avoid him, go after some other running backs like a Jonathan Taylor is someone I'm targeting if I'm looking to go acquire a top running back. Jonathan Taylor, his explosiveness was missing at the beginning of the season, and we had a lot of questions about you know if what Jonathan Taylor was doing as so well. Zach Moss do so well with the Colts. But when Jonathan Taylor came back at the very end of the season, that explosiveness was back. We saw a rested Jonathan Taylor. They took their time bringing him back because they knew the season was pretty much over. um, And they knew that they needed him for playoffs if they did make it. So they took their time bringing him back. He came back healthy and we saw that explosiveness. In just the last three games of the season, he had 13 runs of 10 plus yards or more, Mike. Hmm. 13 runs in three games of 10 plus yards, including eight of those coming against Houston. In the final week, a team that was vying for the playoffs and playing their hardest. And Jonathan Taylor going off eight runs over 10 yards. We saw that explosiveness. Jonathan Taylor is locked in to be with the Colts for the next t- three years on his contract. I love a running back. I can be confident in for three years. Jonathan Taylor is a running back like that. He's got the talent. He has the ability. We've seen it before. He's finished his RB1 before in his second season. Jonathan yeah. Taylor is that guy. He had 169 yards, 741, uh sorry, 169 attempts for 741 yards and seven touchdowns this year. Missed a couple of games, but that was still a productive season uh when he was on the field. I love some Jonathan Taylor. I think even though right now he's still being valued right on the cusp of that top five running back in Dynasty, I think he's still, you know, fair value because of what kind of production you're getting moving forward.
0: I like it. And, you know, I do want to say some people may point out that you have been one to say that day three draft capital for a running back is not necessarily a death sentence. I think the difference in this situation with Kyron Williams is a day three running back until they prove time and time and time and time again that they should be valued as a top five running back. They should not be valued as a top five running back. We don't know what the Rams are going to do moving forward. If it's Kyron and you could just keep rolling the dice with them great if you could get out from under him and possibly move and upgrade then i think that's even better
1: yeah uh, like like i said kyron Williams is a very productive player i expect him to be productive again um to start 2024 but w- when i'm looking at a running back of that value i want someone i feel confident in on some kind of long-term level which is so hard right now at the running back position to feel confident um even into next season let alone past next season Jonathan Taylor is one of those few players I truly feel confident about past next season in his situation and his talent. And guys like Kyron Williams, I don't. So I I can't value them at the same level. That's really what this comes down to. Nothing against Kyron Williams, just value-wise. Yeah, I get
0: it. So, Nate, I am avoiding Josh Jacobs. All All right. Running back 15 on keep trade cut. He finished last season as running back 28. Full disclosure, he did miss some time with quad injury, quad strain specifically he's coming off a career low in yards per carry at three and a half it's going to be a six-year running back and a free agent this is the time that i think you could look elsewhere mm-hmm. Um, it's just the writing is kind of on the wall here i don't think he's going to be back with the raiders i do think that they move on to zamir white Um, yep. i didn't want to just go from josh jacobs to zamir white <clears throat> felt like that would be a little lazy so instead i'm going to look at james cook he's taking the lead role in the buffalo backfield i understand josh J- josh allen is going to get his rushing attempts but when you have a running back that's tied to a player like josh allen jalen hurts mar Jackson these guys they run a little bit they are going to slightly depress the productivity of the running back but still 237 carries nate 1,122 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And he's a decent receiver, too. 44 receptions, 445 yards and four touchdowns. A lot of fours there. And he did finish as running back 12. So he was an RB1. He's currently running back 10 on keep trade cut. I like his upside next year more than some of the running backs that are around him, such as Rashad White, Saquon Barkley, and Kenneth Walker III. Rashad White, they could bring in somebody. Saquon Barkley, who knows what's going to happen with the New York Giants. Yeah, and Kenneth Walker Walker III, he has competition with Zach Charbonnet. He is an above-average wide receiver. I'm sorry, receiver as a running back. Check this out. He was number two in yards per reception for running backs with 10.2. He was number five in the NFL for running backs for yards per touch, total 5.6. Number four in the NFL for rushing yards. If this is his ceiling, Nate, It's a pretty solid one that you can put right in your lineup for a few years. You're going to have to pay like a late 24 first, though. But he's also right around value-wise. Debo, who we've been trying to move off of for Mm -hmm. a while. Isaiah Pacheco, George Pickens, and a 25 first as well. So 24 first, late 24, or 25 first should get you
1: James Cook. I love this, Mike. I think James Cook is a great guy to target right now. Um, you know, for years we were arguing about Singleton and Moss, and we're like, "Hey, we just want that running back for the Bills. They got it. They they found it, and he's going to be the running back for the next two years as he finishes out his rookie contract. So, if you want a piece of that, now's the time to get it. Um, he's you know already getting more expensive, but he's probably just going to continue to. Maintain this value, if not get more expensive. So you know, if, if you want James Cook for the next two years to be a productive running back, the buy windows now. That's also, true. remember
0: when people were scooping up Leonard Fournette when he got there? 12 <laughs> carries for 40 yards for Leonard Fournette. So he did get something. a few carries. <laughs> he got, he got something, but they had Damian Harris there for a little bit, right? He did nothing. I think Latavius Murray was knocking around. I don't know if this that was this past season or two years ago. I I don't remember. Um but James Cook is just, he's got a stranglehold on it. I kind of thought letting go of Devin Singletary was foolish. Um, now I see that they're in good hands there. Devin Singletary looked good, though, for the Texans. I, he did. I would like to see them just shed all of this, the old weight. We'll call it the old weight of these running backs. Yeah. They got. I'd like to see them draft somebody in, like, the fifth or sixth round that would just be a good compliment to James Cook, a guy that, you know, because you like to spell your running back a little bit or have a decent backup just in case he goes down for a little while. I'd like to see the Buffalo Bills Carson doing... Steele. Carson Steele would be great. We'll be talking about him on the Patreon. So get that free trial roll no, should...
1: stick around. They should get his uh, teammate back in Georgia, uh, Dejon Edwards. Uh, he was a nice, solid running back that could be a nice depth beast there. And hey, teammates with James Cook before. So what about Kendall Milton? Or Kendall Milton. Yeah, that too. All right. But um, I think the most
0: important thing is that you guys should all hang out for a few minutes, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: All right. Welcome back, everybody. So I mentioned him a little bit value-wise on my last segment. But Nate, what is another running back that you are avoiding?
1: Yeah, another running back I'm avoiding, Isaiah Pacheco. All right. And enough. Like once again, this is all about value. And Kansas City Chief running back. We like him. He's been productive over the past two years, year and a half. Uh, he's he's really come on. He's been very productive. He's he's proved me wrong from where I initially had him. And I, I've been happy to acquire him in a couple of places and and use him this year. But going into the offseason, I think time is now to move off of him, as I expect the Kansas City Chiefs, as always, to con- continue to bring in other comp- competition, move the running back room around. They have some guys they're going to be letting go probably of this year. Um, like Jarek McKinnon, um, he's going to be finally on his way out, and they'll be replacing him with somebody. So, you know, this this room often becomes about you know everyone has their role in it. Pacheco has his role in it. I think he'll maintain that role um, on on most most level. Um, I don't think he's going to gain much of a role there. So, with what we've seen for Pacheco, it's solid. It's not anything uh, too incredible for fantasy football. So, I'm going to be moving off. Away from him, avoiding him this offseason at his current value, and targeting a guy like Tajay Spears, who is a true riser this offseason, and one of the few running backs I'm actually really excited about this offseason to see how you know everything shapes up, how that offense comes together, and I think Tajay Spears has a really high ceiling. And while those ACLs or lack thereof do concern me, the you know, it's wheels up for Tajay Spears right now. Like I said, a running back on the rise, 26 missed tackles for us, Mike, on 100 attempts. Um, that That's really impressive. There's a lot of players out there with, you know, 200, 300 attempts who, who, who struggle to even get, you know, 25, 30 missed tackles for us. So uh, he's a guy that can really make a defender miss. 13 runs of 10 yards or more on those 100 attempts as well. So a guy that creates explosive plays on the regular, uh, Tajay Spears very explosive uh, this year for the Titans. He saw 67 um, targets, 52 receptions, 385 yards, and a touchdown through the air this year. So 52 receptions out of the backfield. Love to see that as a receiver. That yeah. kind of receiving work for a running back is enough to make him fantasy significant just off of that. Any All, all the rushing stuff on top of it is just is just icing on the cake because 50-something receptions every single year is going to get you into my flex spot most likely. So that rushing production that he's now set up for with the the Derrick Henry likely leaving the Titans, he is leaving. He's not coming back. We don't expect him to come back. Tyler Spears likely to be the RB1 there. And if he's truly the RB1, even if it's just 60% of the carries or something like that, they bring in someone to kind of be the 1A, 1B, and he still gets that receiving work. Tajay Spears has the potential to be a top 12 running back next year. I think we can definitely see that, especially with Will Levis as he continues to grow. Um, You know, they could rely on Tajay Spears. And with that ability to get him the ball out of the backfield, check down to him and let him make people miss and get down the field and create yards himself. Tajay Spears is something that we need to be excited about and someone we need to go after. And right now you can still get him for a second round pick before long. It's probably going to cost a late first to get him. Um, Josh Jacobs, someone you just mentioned, Mike. I would move Josh Jacobs for Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears being only 22 years old. And then also Javante Williams, another running back that still has that youthfulness to him, but is quickly losing it and someone I would like to move off of as well. If yeah. I need to add a third-round pick to get to Tajay Spears, I would do that in a heartbeat from Javante Williams.
0: You know, avoiding Isaiah Pacheco, do you, do you think they can move on? I think you mentioned that they can move on from Clyde Edwards-Alaire as well. I have to – I think his contract is up, Yep. Yeah. Do you know who the third string running back is for the Kansas City Chiefs? They got
1: Deneric Prince there somewhere. They got LaMichael P. Ryan there that, somewhere. That's the guy. You know, whew, if LaMichael P. Ryan comes back alive, we're going to be really excited around here. And also on their
0: practice squad, Cornell Powell still hanging around.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, T. Higgins was like on ESPN a couple weeks ago. And in the background of T. Higgins' office, there is a Cornell Powell jersey. From their time at Clemson, but would, it's a uh, Chiefs, it's a Chiefs jersey. So, like, who knows how many people actually have Pal Chiefs jerseys? But T. Higgins has one.
0: I don't think Cornell Powell even has a Cornell Powell Chiefs jersey <laughs> yet. I, the joke is, I was a big fan of Cornell Powell, uh, probably more so than I should have been. Uh, that being said, I'm going to tell you a guy I'm no longer a fan of, and that is. Former Memphis, current Dallas Cowboys running back, Tony Pollard. Hey, look, another free agent running back coming off of a disappointing year. Now, mm-hmm. hold on. Let's just look at this a little objectively. The narrative is that this year was a was disappointing. But it really was close to his 2022 season. Okay? Yeah. 22 will be first. 23 will be second. All right. hit us. Yes. 1,007 to 1,005 rushing yards. Nine touchdowns to six. The difference here is he was leading the backfield. He was starting every game, not playing second fiddle to Ezekiel Elliott a lot of the time. He didn't excel anymore. And instead, he had a career low in yards per carry 4.0. He's behind a very good Dallas offensive line. He's behind an offense that was clicking. Well, Dak and Cd Lamb were clicking, and Dak would he would spread it around to other guys too. Um Ferguson, who we see is slowly 20. becoming top potentially five tight end, maybe not top five mm. yet. Top well, I mean, I don't think yet. Um, it's going to take some guys to bump down a little bit. Uh, we could easily say top 10. Um, was running back 24 and keep trade cup, Still running back 14 on the season. But still, I'm looking to avoid because I would rather have Zamir White. Oh, yes. In, in four games, Nate, for the injured Josh Jacobs, here's what he did in four games. He didn't really do much until then. But in those four games, 84 carries, 397 yards and one touchdown. So he averaged 4.7 yards per carry. Oh, and as a receiver, not a ton, nine catches for 60 yards and no touchdowns. But still, was getting some receiving work a little bit there as of right now. And, of course, this is the time of year where you're going to do a lot of speculation because nothing is written in stone, especially before the draft. But... This is where this is where championships are won, ladies and gentlemen. He looks to be the Raiders running back one heading in the next season. They got question marks at a more important position than running back. That's quarterback. They got their head coach Antonio Pierce. I'm glad it's him, by the way. Yeah, me too. They, They can save money by sticking with Samir White and Amir Abdullah, who's still there as a backup. So. You're not getting much younger going from Jacobs to Zamir White. Let's not forget Josh Jacobs did come out earlier than Zamir White. He's only about a year and a half younger. The wear and tear, however, is significantly less. Zamir White, 121 career carries versus Josh Jacobs, 1,305 career carries.
1: He's, he's been used.
0: And abused. And look, this takes tolls on guys. We saw what happens guys coming off seasons where they lead the league in rushing attempts happen before Ezekiel Elliott started to slowly decline. Todd Gurley going back to DeMarco Murray. These guys they slow down. This is a very, very hard game to play and to be that good for that long. He's currently running back 30 on keep trade cut, which he projects like a late second, but there's also guys valued around him you could move, such as James Connor. Or surprisingly, Keaton Mitchell's value is still very close. Move him. Get off. So, I think you might need to add a little bit more to that to get Zamir White, and I would do it. And also, Derrick Henry. So, yeah. Of course, you could move Derrick Henry for Zamir cool. cool. White. Derrick Henry goes to the Raiders. Raiders.
1: <laughs> or to the Raiders.
0: <laughs> Just completely screws everything up for you. Uh, um,
1: the Ravens. Come on. That's what I'm re- I, reading for now.
0: I would like that actually.
1: That would be sweet.
0: I saw a fan theory today that Arthur Smith is going to be the Eagles' offensive coordinator, and they're going to sign Derrick Henry. And I just put my phone down and pouted for a little bit. So, <clears throat> well, that's that. But ladies would and it be days, worse than this year, I don't. I don't know. I just this still
1: time. It's time to go.
0: The senior bowl is coming up, so I do have something to look forward to. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, guys and gals, that's all we got for you today. Uh Running backs for avoiding and who we're targeting instead. Thank you for listening. So until next time, Nate I'm Mike, we'll see you later. Till next time, everybody. For my faithful co hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.